YouTube is ramping up their censorship against any kind of misinformation around vaccines. Basically saying that anything that falls outside of the consensus narrative, which is basically sanctioned, authoritative, and closed, not open source data, to say one thing is the one-size-fits-all solution to a very complex health problem that is affecting the economy and many other things, that there is one way forward, and that is the scientific consensus. So correct, so holistic, and so better than absolutely any other way of looking at health that we're not even allowed to hear opposing sides of the argument. That is the very definition of anti-science. So what I'm going to do in this episode is introduce you to Ivan Illich, who wrote a book back in the 1970s called Deschooling Society. And then I'm going to get into an article by Charles Eisenstein that really shows the alternative way of looking at what this epidemic and what the, the biggest danger of 2020, post-2020 really is to society. And that is the way we are framing the problem and, as Charles says, bowing at the altar of safety. There's a much better way forward and the solutions lie in really understanding the gift that all of this is inherently bringing humanity to help us wake up out of our stupor and outsourcing all of our intelligence to the machine. We'll get into that later. So right now, smash that like button, comment below, share this video out far and wide, subscribe to the channel if you haven't already, and get ready for another episode of Waking Infinity. Welcome back to Waking Infinity News. I'm your host, Ben Joseph Stewart. And as I said in the intro, YouTube is ramping up their censorship. And the whole claim is that there is a consensus scientific view. What does that mean? That means that there is a small knit group of people who claimed authority over data and the best science, even though science is really the pursuit of knowledge. That's really what it is. And part of what peer review is meant to do is also have other people poke holes in a viewpoint that explains reality because we have this kind of notion that we we can eventually land on one viewpoint or one singular thing to say where all of reality revolves around it. So as long as we adhere to that one singular thing, everything should be fine because we are adhering to science. So what I'm going to get into today is Ivan Illich wrote a book back in 1971 called Deschooling Society. Here's what he has to say. That schools and institutionalized value systems, which institutionalized value systems are the schools, and what these things create are physical stagnation, literally of the body, social polarization, cliques, and the normalization of finding your tribe, which I don't think is something that is anti-evolutionary. This is actually something of where we come from. But to stick with what he said, physical stagnation, social polarization, and psychological impotence. That's what Ivan Illich is saying, that institutionalized value systems, which are what schools are, produce in society. Dying and death have come under institutionalized management of doctors and undertakers. So we're doing death wrong, and we're also doing birth wrong, and what Ivan Illich is basically saying is we've done everything in between that wrong as well. 
I would say closer that we have a lot of room for improvement and that's what we should be focusing on. How do we improve? Well, first you have to diagnose. What is the issue? That's what we're gonna get into today. It's not one small microscopic little thing. It's the entire framing of what reality is and how health and wellness come to be. There's alternative ways of looking at this, but that's what's being censored right now. So go deeper into Ivan Illich. Modernized poverty combines the lack of power over circumstances with a loss of personal potency. This modernization of poverty is a worldwide phenomenon and lies at the root of contemporary underdevelopment. I'll go deeper into this. Poverty, and these are all quotes taken from the book Deschooling Society. Ivan Illich goes on to say, Poverty, once it has become modernized, which it has, has become resistant to treatment with dollars alone and requires an institutional revolution. He says, only by channeling dollars away from these institutions will we start to see their stranglehold over the way we evolve through our health and well-being as a species. Only by channeling those dollars away will we start to see the effect of releasing the rigors of an ill societal complex placed over top of people that we have to fit into even if we disagree. He goes on to say, no amount of dollars can remove the inherent destructiveness of welfare institutions either. Once the professional hierarchies of these institutions have convinced society that their administrations are morally necessary, think about that, the administration of welfare is morally necessary, not just a good thing, but necessary, then the poor in the U.S. inner city can demonstrate the fallacy one which social legislation in a school society is built. He also goes on to say that between 1965 to 1968, over $3 billion was spent in U.S. schools to offset disadvantages of roughly 6 million children. But no significant improvement could be seen from the costly treatment in the direction of true benefit towards the disadvantaged demographics. Basically what he's saying is that $3 billion could have been better used restructuring the institutions rather than throwing money at a problem thinking that it's going to help. If you throw $3 billion into a broken framework, the framework itself is going to misuse and basically waste that $3 billion. If you fix the framework with that $3 billion, then anything you put into it on top of that is naturally going to start being more functional for society. Now I want to get into Charles Eisenstein's article, which is called Beyond Industrial Medicine. He says, Normal has been the marginalization of holistic and natural healing modalities that offer effective treatments for COVID and most other conditions. And then he says, oops, that sentence will get this flag, this misinformation. Where's the data, Charles? Well, that is all part of the problem. Society has not devoted the vast resources into researching and developing herbal, nutritional, vibrational, and other unorthodox therapies that it has into pharmaceutical ones. They don't fit the funding system and they don't fit the paradigm. So evidence at the level of multiple large-scale double-blinded placebo-controlled trials is scarce. Moreover, since many alternative therapies depend on unique relationships between the therapist and patient, individualized treatments, or active work by the person being healed, they are inherently unsuitable for standardized trials. Industrial is all about standardization, control, quantification, and scale. So I like this last part. In the article, Charles says, I asked my wife, Stella, 
an extremely effective healer what she thinks healthcare could become, the highest potential of it. And she said, we recognize mind and body as a continuum. We don't see illness as a random misfortune. We know that resonant attention and the holding of space for emergent wholeness can heal and that anyone can do this. We can return medicine to the people. And so he goes on to say, no authority during COVID has said, people are sick, they need more time outdoors. People are sick, they need more touch. People are sick, they need healthy gut flora. People are sick, they need water. They need less electromagnetic pollution. They need less chemicals and food. So let's put diabetes warnings on soda pop. Encourage them to meditate or pray more. Let's get them in the garden. Let's make our cities walkable. Let's clean the air. Let's provide free mold remediation on all dwellings. Let's promote education about local herbs. Let's make the best supplements and practices of the biohackers and health gurus available to everyone. Let's heal our agricultural soils. None of these are as hard as keeping every human being six feet apart from one another. So let's do these things. Let's remake society in the image with as much zeal as we remade society in the year of COVID. I really couldn't agree more with this because this is showing that we've framed health and well-being in a political smear. If you think about it, everything's become left-right lately. And it's not talking about health. It's are you in this camp or are you in that camp? Because this camp is in power and they're going to start disadvantaging the other camp. And what's that going to do next year when the midterm elections and then two years from there when the presidential elections happen again? Is it going to swing in the other direction and then all of a sudden there's going to be an all-out assault on the left? Is that going to make anything better? Are these assaults against the other political paradigm actually helping? Is all of this fervor and rabble-rousing about the enemy, the mentality that's the, that's the real epidemic, the people who are making these choices that are the problem, the people are the problem, the people making their choices, trying to find information, trying to listen to things outside of the norm, think for themselves, they're the problem. People like RFK, people like Joseph Mercola, people that Otherwise, if it wasn't such a slanted industrial medical and otherwise slanted industrial system that really, really advantages some and then subjugates the rest, then people like RFK and Dr. Joseph Mercola wouldn't be public health enemy number one as they are today, being censored and banned from YouTube, demonetized, just because they're talking about these things. So... That's my rant on it. I don't know. I'm not a doctor. I don't fit into that medical paradigm. I can't give you advice on whether vaccines are healthy, good for you, effective, ineffective. I don't really know. It's not my job to tell you that. I kind of agree with Tim Pool when he says check with your own healthcare provider. I would just add the caveat. Please make sure you're really finding a healthcare provider that shares your values. Getting back to Ivan Illich, what we're talking about here is institutionalized value systems. That's what schools are. That's what academia is. That's what the science institution is, not the aspect of consciousness called science, which is that aspect in which we gather information and we check in with ourselves and we check in with outside sources to validate whether this is really how I feel I should, the independent me, move forward with my life so I'm not being encumbered by other people's rules, other people's restrictions, and this is my pursuit of happiness. 
That is still something that we have within us. We don't need a document to tell us we can pursue our own happiness. And part of that is health. No matter what other people say, it must be us taking our own health into our own hands. Otherwise, we're just outsourcing all of our responsibility to a nanny state. That's not a left or a right thing. That is what government does when it wants more power. It disadvantages the people and it gives us cookies and coins and rewards for outsourcing all of our own critical thinking and responsibility to the state so we can never get out of that welfare institution. That's the last thing I want to say. The rest, other than one solution I'm going to give you, is going to be over at the deeper dive at benjosephstewart.com. The real solution that I, this is why I like Charles Eisenstein's work so much is because he shows that there are a lot of specifics to what we're talking about here. And you can talk about data this and numbers that, you know, you can bring in VARES or you can bring in other kinds, of, you know, the CDC and the WHO. And when you look at all those things, that is the little stuff. What we're talking about is really reframing the entire way we look at health. That comes with a new narrative, a new cultural paradigm, a story, or a myth. And what that means is the driving myth of our generation are as follows. In that article by Charles Eisenstein, he says, the driving myths that we have today in our scientific and technological institutions is humans are separate from nature. We make the assumption that the self is a separate thing from all the rest of nature. Full selfhood meaning consciousness and sentience, exists in humans only. Competition is the defining characteristic of life. Domination and control over the other, which is nature and other people, is the key to well-being. That all things are composed of generic, identical building blocks. That to be real is to be measurable and quantifiable. That the forces of nature are basically random, so human progress depends on insulating ourselves from the forces of nature, their dangers, and harnessing them for our own purposes. It also assumes that linear and reductionist thinking is the basis of technology and that human destiny is to conquer or transcend nature. Ladies and gentlemen, the real solution to this is undoing that myth that you can make a solution to this grandiose problem, put it in a little vial, inject it into somebody's system, and the problem will go away. There are plenty enough people who are rooted in virology that saying, wait, questions around this assumption are a good thing, not a bad thing, nothing to censor. It's actually a good thing. So the solution is not to get up in the arms and find out how we can fight or buck against that system. The solution is owning your health. It is the internal work. It is really so much of the internal inner work, the spiritual path, the consciously expanding uh, repertoire of skills that we can, you know, gather from all these great people on the internet that many of them are actually getting banned and censored. The more we take our own health into our own hands and understanding that you cannot separate your physical health from your emotional health, from your psychological health, from your environmental health, from your relational health, or your spiritual path. None of these things are separate. That is the framing problem of scientific institutions. So that's as much as I'm going to say here. Go over to benjosephstewart.com, get access to the deeper dives where you're going to hear me go even deeper into the beautiful solutions that Charles Eisenstein has put forth in that article. And please go to the Discord chat group 
All the information is below. Once you become a part of that, you realize that all the people that come and watch this show, they go on there and they discuss the topics, the many topics that are being talked about right now. So, love you guys. Thank you for always coming back. Remember that you're the most powerful, incredible, and creative, magical technology known to existence. It's in an immature state. You have to grow it, develop it. You need to take it into your own hands. You can. We are all supermen and women. We've simply forgot. We have that cultural amnesia. Let's bring it back. Pew.